115. Psalm 115. Kind of continuing through these songs of the feasts, so to say, as they would sing during the psalms of the feast. This is going to focus in on idolatry. Um, when we look at the Old Testament especially, but it's in the New Testament too, of course. But when we look through and we see, especially with the children of Israel and with the Jews, how often idolatry became a part of their, their culture. Um, you know, they were, there would be times where they were following God, but then they would fall into what we would consider to be worldly, it was, and it was worldly there too, but they'd fall into someone else's culture. Um, cultures are kind of a key word these days, but if you're in God's culture, uh, the, you've got so much around that that surrounds with peace, with joy, with love, with grace, with mercy, with all these other things. But the moment you step out of God's culture and into the world's culture, you're going to be exposed to bitterness, hatred, um, greed, pride, uh, any other thing you can think of. Um, idolatry, I, we, don't, we don't worship idols, but we as Christians so often do the same thing the Jews did where we fall right into idolatry, whether it's worshiping ourselves, whether it's worshiping... Uh, something in society, whether it's worshiping money, whatever it is, um, we fall into this exact same thing the Jews did, and just in different ways. Because uh, I, I always look at this, growing up, I would always judge these Jews, the Israelites, and, and how in the world could they see the Red Sea split, and then, and then so quickly after, doubt God. <laughs> and then... As I got older, I realized, you know, I didn't see the Red Sea split, but I've seen God do some pretty amazing things. And I read about God splitting the Red Sea, and I still go through moments of doubt. Um, and then the same thing's true with idolatry. We see them just, we say, why are they so unsmart, uh, is the kind word. Uh, why are they so ignorant that they would uh, have God give them the promised land? And then just a, a, a few years later, decades later, I'm not sure that, you know, but all of a sudden now they're, they're marrying with people that they were supposed to kill and they're worshiping their gods instead of the God that delivered them and brought them into this land and gave them this land. How could they be so ignorant? And then again, I look at myself and I think, my goodness, how can I be so ignorant? God just blesses and provides and takes care of me and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm just uh, uh, trying to do my own thing and trying to accomplish my own thing and and, and we fall into the same thing. So in Psalm 115, it's kind of idolatry exposed, but I kind of want us to look at um, the, what we're supposed to do to stay away from idolatry. Uh, verse number one, the Bible says, Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory, for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? But our God is in the heaven, he hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Man, we could go for an hour on those three verses. We won't, but we could. Uh, great stuff. Let's pray and ask for the Lord's help, and then we'll look at this psalm. Lord, thank you for letting us be here tonight. 
Uh, thank you for the opportunity to come and to look into your word, to sing a little bit, to spend some time in prayer tonight. And God, I just pray that our time would be useful, it'd be profitable, it'd be helpful to us tonight uh, as we go into this psalm and looking at you ultimately. Lord, I pray that you would draw us closer to you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so when we're kind of trying to avoid idolatry, there's, I got five things that'll help us, and they're all going to start with A. I stole the outline, but, uh, but nonetheless, they're all going to start with A. Number one is appreciation. And we see it in these three verses that I've already read. Appreciation for God. He says there, not unto us, O Lord, uh, but unto thy name give glory. And there's a reason for it, for his mercy and for thy truth's sake. So again, it's a reminder, it's not about us. It's about you, God. Um, idolatry ultimately starts with a selfish attitude. Uh, it'll read throughout Scripture, when you read about when the children of Israel fell into idolatry, it always starts with a selfish attitude. And the same is true in our own lives, because nowadays especially, a lot of our idols come as a result of something that I want, something that I think I deserve. Um, something that, that uh, I make the choice to do. So it still starts with a selfish motive to turn to idolatry. And so they say here in verse number one, it's not unto us, but it's unto thy name uh, that we give praise. You want to go turn that down? I'm not sure why it's doing that. Um, it's strange. Uh, but it's unto thy name. Uh, sorry. Oop, did it again. And just hold it. Uh, Unto thy name do we give praise. And so we see that with that is the sanctity of God's name. I don't know what's happening. Um, sanctity of God's name. Let's try one other thing. Move something from one pocket to the next. Maybe that helps. Okay. Does that help? It did. All right. Weird. Um, so looking here at God's name, we see again, he's getting the glory. Well, I've still got to record, though, for someone who's not. Um, turn it up a little bit. You can't turn it down all the way. Uh, and so we see that with this, though, the appreciation of God, with the understanding that uh, I need to appreciate God. Why is this doing this? Come on, people. It's all your fault. Uh, no, it's fully charged. Just got done charging. I'll take it out of my pocket. Huh? All right, well. Who knows? All right. Um, so we see the sanctity of God's name. Then we see uh, the kind of the rejection of that same idea or the idea of the rejection of uh, God, the mocking God. That's really weird. Ah, thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. Um, so we see, though, the mocking of God in verse number two, right? Wherefore should the heathen say... Where is now their God? Um, we see that the, maybe it's the monitor. Go up by the piano and flip the power switch on the monitor right, right next to the piano. We'll try that. That's the only thing that's different this week than last week. So, who knows? The little brown one, there's a switch on the back. All right. Testing one, two. Try this again. Nope, wasn't that. All right, we'll leave it there. 
Uh, so we see, though, the scoffers, right? The heathen, it says in verse number two, they say, where is now their God? Um, but we see that many times throughout the Israelites' history, right? Where they were being punished by God. They were taken into captivity. And the, those that took them into the captivity not just mocked them, but they mocked God. And they said, your God's abandoned you. Your God's left you. Your God doesn't care about you anymore. And, and obviously that was never true. God was always with them. God was always protecting them. And God was placing them in these situations for a purpose. And, uh, and so there's the question being asked. And we see that, that God still had a purpose. And it says in verse number three, but our God is in the heavens. They said, where is now thy, your God? Our God's in the heaven and he hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Nothing that has happened has been against what God pleased to happen when the children of israel put into captivity it's because god pleased it when the world was flooded it's because god pleased it when um when the children of israel left egypt it's because god pleased it so the the refrain or the response to where is now their god our god's where he's always been he hasn't moved he's the same yesterday today and forever uh, and, and everything that you think has happened because of you, they said, no, nothing's happened without God, God designing it. So it's all happening on purpose by God for purpose. So appreciate the God who we're supposed to worship. Uh, when you're looking at the, the contrast to God and idols, uh, it starts with appreciation. What do you appreciate? And if you appreciate God, you will refrain from idols. And when you're not appreciating God, you'll be worshiping idols. And, uh, and that's how it'll fall every time. Secondly, and again, I stole these five points, um, appraisal. Uh, uh, they, they do a good job of, of having things with all A's, so that I stuck with it. Appraisal, verse number uh, four through seven, we see form of, idol, uh, of an idol. Uh, the, their idols are silver and gold. And the work of men's hands. Uh, they have mouths, but they speak not. They have eyes, or eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. So he says here, you look at the form of an idol. And again, we can go back to the, the, the wilderness. And they said, Aaron... Make us an idol. And Aaron says, okay. And Aaron builds an idol, makes an idol. And they say, oh, what a mighty God we have now. This idol that Aaron literally just pieced together. <laughs> what? <laughs> but remember, they were in Egypt. And that's what Egypt did. And they were influenced by Egypt. Egypt, a picture of, the, of sin, a picture of the world. The same is true with us. When we are in the world... We are influenced by the world. We're going to do the same thing. Things that we make, we begin to worship versus the one who made us. And so we see here the form of it. They, they've got mouths and ears and nose and eyes and all these things, but they can't do anything with them. They're a statue. They are inanimate. I think that's the right word. Um, they, they don't have life. They don't have breath. And that's what people are worshiping. But my God, he has eyes and he can see. He has ears and he hears. He has a nose and he smells and a mouth and he speaks and hands and he handles and feet and he walks. My God lives. 
versus the idol that does not. And we see the folly in idolatry in verse number 8. They that make them are like unto them, so is everyone that trusteth in them. Understand the phrasing here. The idol itself is inanimate, not alive. They that make them are like unto them, and everyone that trusteth in them as well. They're dead. They're dead. You want to worship an idol? Understand that that idol is, is, is dead. It's, inan it's inanimate. It's not alive. And in that moment of your worship of that not alive idol, you are not alive either, spiritually speaking. And how scary is that when we have a God who has promised us everything, he to take care of us and to provide for us and to guide us and all these things, and, and we have access to God. But when we turn from him and we worship the idol, we're just like the idol. There's no, there's no life in us. Uh, and so we, we, we fall in those, those situations. Uh, number three, we see an appeal. We see the uh, covenant in verse number nine. O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. This is a promise that he had made many, many, many years back. I am your, your help and your shield. And he says, that's the promise that I've given. So Israel, who it's written to in Psalms, but I believe perfectly applies to us today. So us, trust thou in the Lord, for he's our help and our shield. Verse number 10, we see a, 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 separ a separation, a set apart. Uh, o house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. That's the, the priests, the Old Testament priests. He's calling to them. To, to trust in the Lord, just like he calls on the, the nation to trust in the Lord. He calls on the, the, the spiritual leaders, trust on the Lord. And in verse number 11, he calls on the heathen. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. I'm sorry, not the heathen, but the, the converted, the Christian. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord, for he is there, our help and shield. That's the appeal to worship God versus worship idols. He's our help and shield. He's taking care of us. He's protecting us. But if you're not worshiping him and you're depending on the idol to protect you. And listen, it's the same that's true today, right? If you're trusting, if, you're, if your idol is a job, if you're trusting in that to help and protect you, guess what? It won't. Finances, it won't. Um, health, it won't. Uh, politics, it won't. Uh, anything, anything you can think of, it's not going to help and protect you. God will. That's the appeal to worship to him. Number four, the application. We see an assurance of blessing, verse number 12 and 13. The Lord hath been mindful of us. Now, I'm going to just think about that phrase for a second. Been mindful of us. The, the times that I stop and think about the fact that God is mindful, is thoughtful, is thinking of me blows my mind but he says the lord has been mindful of us he will bless us he will bless the house of israel he will bless the house of aaron he will bless them that fear the lord look at the last phrase both small and great man what a, what a phrase and he says there and i've got it i got it uh asterisk in my bible he will bless them that fear the lord both small and great doesn't matter who you are if you, if you worship God, he blesses you. And again, I keep saying I'm going to do this, a sermon series on worship. Um, but 
the idea of understanding what worship is, fully surrendered, a following, a uh, listening, uh, an, an awe, a, a fear of who God is. And he says, if you'll do that, I'm going to bless you. What a wonderful assurance of what we can receive when we worship God and not idols. We see an assessment of the blessing as well. Verse number 14, the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Ye are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Again, a reminder of one aspect of God. He's the creator of the universe. And he says, you are blessed of him. He's the one giving you the blessing. He blessed the, the animals with certain aspects and characteristics and and things he blessed the earth with plants and fruit and all those kinds of things he blessed uh, Adam with Eve he blessed Adam and Eve with children and responsibility um, I know there's part of the curse but there's a blessing in that too he had the responsibility before the curse Adam did and he 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 blessed us with a um, a, a, a top of the food chain uh, top of the spectrum above everything else and uh, you know it's funny I'm in, I've been in training the last two days and uh, they brought it up today about um, a pyramid and he said you know we look at it as humans being at the top and then he listed animals that he personally ranked you know next was dogs and chimps and then from there it was dolphins and something and then down 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 cats weren't on the list I don't I didn't ask him about it um, but uh, all these different things on there and he said they're talking about in the pest control business we're gonna have to deal with customers that are crazy basically and and he said now they've taken that pyramid and they put everything on level ground and so now we have people who say the humans are just like the dogs who are just like the raccoons who are just like the mice and who are just like everything's on level level playing field and so don't hurt the mice because they're just as important as a person um, yeah so um, but you understand that that's not the way God intended it for it to be. We are on the top. We are God's prized creation. And that doesn't mean that God hates the rest of his creation, but we are the prize. We are what God um, designed, what I believe God is most proud of, of his creation. And we got to understand here this, uh, this blessing that we receive comes from the creator that made us. And uh, he says he'll increase you and your children how, how, why, when will he do that? When we fear him, when we worship him versus idols. Um, and then we see, lastly, uh, applause. Uh, look at those who will um, worship God, who will recognize God. Verse number 16, it says, The heaven, uh, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. Now, he's saying here where he is and what's, what's below but ultimately, we know the entire earth, the whole globe, everyone will someday bow their knee and worship God. Everybody will. Verse number 17, the dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. So we see here that uh, the, the victory over the grave, ultimately, there's, there's the, dead, the dead praise not. All right, so some people say, well, I'll just wait. <laughs> I'll just I'll wait till I'm older. Those kinds of things. Opportunity is is slim. We don't know when our opportunity ends, right? Um, and so the importance of worshiping God. Verse number eighteen, we see it says, "But he, oh, excuse me, but we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forever." Praise the Lord. Who's that? Who's we? It's not. I don't believe. 
I don't believe it's Israel. I believe it's children of God. Now, this psalm is, was written in a time to Israel. Um, but from, from what we're told in verse 13, them that fear the Lord, them that fear the Lord are the ones that are going to receive the blessings. So we that fear the Lord will bless the Lord from this time forth and forever. Um, remember when God said, if you eat of the tree, uh, you'll die. And they ate of the tree and they didn't drop dead, right? But they became dead at that moment, separated from God. And, um, and then God sacrificed and all the, you know, everything that happened there. But understand, too, eternity, although we will I'll use the word live, if you're not saved in hell for eternity, you are dead. You're, you're separated from God for eternity. So the dead, they're not going to praise God. The, uh, but we that fear the Lord will, and we're going to do it forever. Because when our life on this earth is done, we still have an eternity of living in heaven. Um, versus an eternity of separation in hell. And so we will not just praise him today, we will praise him tomorrow, we will praise him uh, forevermore, praise the Lord, hallelujah, the word that we looked at last week. Um, and so we see this, this conclusion of the, this psalm, of here talking about the importance of worshiping God, not turning away from God, not worshiping something else, not worshiping something that's not alive, but worshiping a living God who will bless you. Now, I mean, listen, we don't, we don't worship God because he'll bless us. Um, that's selfish. We worship God because he's worthy. And God, in all of his glory, in all of his wonderfulness, in all of his perfection, still looks at us and says, I'm going to reward you for doing right. You know, so it's, it's, we have to understand God's not stupid. God does not, uh, we cannot fake God out. I need a blessing, so God, you're great. That's not how it works. God knows your heart. All those people who say, well, if I get saved and I can't lose my salvation, then I can just live however I want. How do you think it's going to turn out? <laughs> if you're not worshiping God, you don't get the blessings. I would argue that the person who says that before they get saved probably isn't getting saved, but that's just a personal argument of mine. Uh, I can't judge someone's salvation. I have no idea. It's between them and God. But that mindset of, well, now that I'm saved, I can do whatever I want. If you are saved and you do what you want, you're worshiping an idol. And there will be a consequence for it. What's that consequence? God will let you know. But it's not good. I can tell you that much. Uh, and so we worship God. We should worship God. He's worthy of our worship. And may we take a little bit of time to remember who God is. And when we do that, it's not hard to worship God. When we just take a little bit of time to think about who is God, what has God done for me, it doesn't take too much to go, oh, yeah, he's worthy. He's worthy. That can draw us right into that worship uh, that he deserves. Lord, I pray for your help. I pray as we all have the, uh, the flesh that is battling against the, the spirit, and Lord, uh, we know that we are tempted to, to do what we want. We know that we're tempted to follow our own desires versus yours. God, may we understand um, that following you truly is the best thing that we can possibly do. So God, help us to uh, uh, know you. Help us to be faithful in learning of you, reading our Bible, and praying and talking with you, and, and, and being in church, and, and hearing more about you, that God, we can draw closer to you, and we can have the relationship that you desire for us to have with you. 
Lord, help us, I do pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, uh, you can go turn that off, the recording, please. Uh, we'll get into our prayer time. I have the prayer list ready, just not printed, so I apologize. So if you have your prayer list from last week, 